Shaq here, spinning fast-acting pain relief for 2024 with Icy Hot. Take it from me, sticking to your new workout routines can lead to sore muscles. Icy Hot starts working instantly to dull the pain with the icy cool sensation. Then, the warming sensation relaxes it away. Feel the power of Icy Hot's contrast therapy. Ice works fast. Heat makes it last. Icy Hot. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hello, uh, this is me. Wow, uh, he's getting worse. He's getting cockier and cockier and cockier. Joe Biden, man, oh man, he thinks he's got a lock on it. Uh, I can see why you would think that. The the fake news is backing him up every step of the way. You see this atrocious uh, tax plan for, what is it, $4 trillion? $4 trillion. Do we have $4 trillion, $4 trillion in new taxes? It's it's bizarre. It's authoritarian. Uh, and he just might pull it off. I don't think so. We're gonna we're going to we're going to obey the laws. We're going to obey the rules, but we can't let this guy go forward. Can we? Can we? This is a radical, unhinged agenda. Unfortunately, too many good people, too many people who are just uh, you know doing their job, doing what they should do as citizens, right? Uh, they can't. They can't become full time activists. Only nut job loser Democrats have that kind of time. Have that kind of. You know, I mean, we're too busy raising families, having jobs, uh, being productive. And but the AOC, AOC and her friends, take a look at them. Take a look at how they spend their time. All right. Those are the people. And because of the time they have, the time they have, they have the advantage. Uh, I was just told that Joe was particularly bad uh, and particularly mm, nasty about MAGA. And where did this happen? He spoke just a little while ago, uh, today and yesterday. And Joe, uh, well, try this one, please. Cut two, please. Cut two. The world's getting a hell of a lot more complicated. So I've increased my budget. We increase it now, as I said. We're making a, we're we're paying an, another eight hundred twenty dollars to help people from families with low incomes. Um, imagine that, huh? Democrats want to spend more money on poor people. Uh, that's not going to make a difference anymore. All right. We are so beyond this. This is the world is more complicated, but as solutions get kind of simpler and simpler and simpler, more money, more government control. Uh, and here he is lying about us once again. MAGA. Wow. When did we become extremists? Huh? Make America great again. How could that be an extreme agenda? I think it's uh, it's pretty nice and pretty kind of indisputable that. A great America would be better than the America we have right now. Cut three, please, Joe in Philadelphia. And so, folks, look, MAGA Republicans are calling for defunding the police departments and defunding the FBI now. That's a good one. I like that one. Well, guess what? And they refuse to provide funding that's going to keep communities safe and secure. We talk about about crime. Well, it's outrageous. My budget invests in public safety. It includes funding for more training, more support for law enforcement at a time when they expect to pay, play many roles. Um, all right. Actually, I got to be clear here. I'm not for defunding the FBI. I'm for getting rid of the FBI. All right. <laughs> yes. Joe, you got me there. Defund, I think, actually, uh, 
de-establish the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Incompetence, huh? Friends of Biden Incorporated, you name it, the FBI, they totally lost legitimacy. Sorry. Uh, and people like Matt Gates are openly thinking about this. And this is one of those rare opportunities that Joe can think, oh, look at this. We're going to be on the side of law enforcement. I can say this. I can say this now and try to make Republicans look bad at their own game. It is, well, it's a tactic. It's something, there's an opening to say stuff like that. Uh, But we're right on the issues. We're right on the substance here. The FBI is out of control. And what he's talking about, funding the police. Remember, he can stand up and yell, fund the police all he wants. Federal grants, right? As if a federal grant program is what's needed to uh, turn this situation around with crime out in the open. It's not about grants. It's about reestablishing police authority, which Joe did so much to undermine, especially when he palled around with the George Floyd family, totally overreacted to that. I mean, (laughs) uh, George Floyd. hmm? I I see there's another square, this one in uh, southern Ohio. They removed the Teddy Roosevelt statue to put one up of George Floyd. Hmm? Teddy Roosevelt, great president, great governor, great police commissioner, George Floyd, career criminal, uh, who, by the way, uh, the cops were actually trying to help him that day. They actually were. You can go back and look at it. He had a panic attack in the back of the vehicle, and he begged them to put him on the ground, put him on the ground. And I don't know why the hell the Minneapolis Police Department decided to say, It's okay to put the knee on the neck. They did. It's in their manual. Not my manual, their manual. Deep in blue state uh, Minnesota, huh? All right, but remember, when it comes to law enforcement, we support law enforcement. Of course we do, especially when they're doing their jobs, providing for public safety, catching bad guys. Well, they've thrown all that out. It's all white supremacy now, but at key times, they hide behind law enforcement and use it as a weapon. Uh, let's see here. This is uh, this is Adam Kinzinger. He tries something. He thinks he's being cute, but it's not that cute. Uh, let's go with uh, cut 23 here. When Tucker was in his 20s and 30s, like this is what he was doing. He was out there wearing a bow tie, you know, talking, writing stories, and he's disparaging these people that have taken an oath to defend the Constitution, to defend the House, to defend the Senate, and to defend America. How dare him? How dare him? How dare him question the authority of unelected Capitol Hill police officers? What? You're supposed to question their authority, especially this crew. Failed miserably on January 6th, then went hyper-political, colluding with Democrats during those silly hearings. They killed a woman. Then they get gold medals from the Congress, gold medals from the, the White House. We're supposed to question that. How dare we question it? And what was Tucker Carlson doing in his 20s and 30s? Talking and writing, he says, like that's a bad thing, right? You know, as much as I support law enforcement, and oh, by the way, I got a great book. Thank you for supporting uh, supporting the cause, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. Um, it's it's okay. What, what folks don't understand, what people like this guy doesn't seem to understand, law enforcement, they work for us, not the other way around. We revere people who serve. I mean, in the course of their job, they may have to sacrifice their life just making that decision to become a cop. That is essentially heroic. Um, But we don't work for them. If we work for them, that would be, well, that would be fascism. How dare we question them? How dare we question these cops, by the way, with guns sitting there high and mighty on Capitol Hill, 
intimidating democratically elected lawmakers, right? I mean, we voted for these people. And guess who's lecturing them? Guess who's bossing them around? Capitol Hill cops. Harry Dunn. You can look it up. Tweet after tweet after tweet telling these people what they what they should do, how they should behave. This is a uniformed man with a gun telling democratically this is fascism. This is fascism. Hey, by the way, tonight on the Newsmax show, I'm really sick of Joe telling that story about uh, I when I went to the G6 meeting, I told them America is back. And they all said, but for how long? Ooh, and it was a stirring moment, a stirring moment, because after January 6th, they well, they don't know. Democracy seems to be hanging by a thread. You know, I looked at every country in the world at one point or another had a massive riot at their uh, nation's capital right in or around their government building, like Big Ben Parliament. They have like 50 riots I've found so far right around and inside Big Ben Parliament. It happens all the time. What do they call the parliament in Berlin? Uh, whatever it's called, uh, they have rioted there in recent years. It's a thing. It happens. It doesn't mean that uh, America is in jeopardy. Well, we are because of the overreaction. It's uh, it's pretty wild what they're doing. Hey, Trump is going to be indicted, I'm reading from the fake news. Trump is going to be indicted. This just might be the luckiest break he's had in a long time. If they dare indict him over this Stormy Daniels nonsense, you know, it's a free country. If I want to write a check uh, to somebody for $100,000, I'm allowed to do that. You know, you're you're allowed to do these things. It's a but he did not declare it on his campaign uh, disclosure. That was a camp. Give me a bloody break. Uh, Number one, they're not going to be able to prove that they're just not going to be able to establish it. You know, it'd be one thing if uh, Michael Cohen wrote a check for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to help Trump and, and Trump never paid him back. Trump paid him back. Trump paid him back. Um, Michael Pomerantz is this nut job, overzealous uh, former prosecutor, he retired. He wrote a book about this, The People versus Donald Trump. And it's amazing. It's a scandal hiding in plain sight. The guy is openly um, kind of musing about how we can get Trump. And he admits in the book that his schemes to get Trump, they've never been tried before. Uh, it's experimental. But maybe we could get him on uh, somehow they're going to get Trump on extortion, even if he were the one being extorted. Conceivably, he's the one being extorted, right? He says this. But if he pays money to the extortionist, isn't he the victim? Most people would say, yeah, although this wasn't technically that. But they're trying to say, well, because it's like if you got robbed and you'd handed over your wallet, they want to say that you were uh, an accessory to the crime because handing over the wallet was facilitating a criminal act. Does that make sense? It doesn't, but that's what they're actually thinking about. That's what they're musing about. That's the kind of case they're going to have to make against Trump. And now there is no doubt. The whole system, the whole system is still. Can you imagine that you know, after all the impeachments, after the Russia collusion, how many special prosecutors, how many special investigators, and they got to go to something from back then. They got to go to the Stormy Daniels thing. Hey, Stormy Daniels, by the way, what do we think of Stormy Daniels, huh? Um, remember when she was with Anderson? No, nope. does anybody remember Stormy Daniels, the porn star? Uh, now Trump did take a picture with her. Did he fool around with her? I don't actually think he did. I actually don't think they hooked up. Um, Stormy Daniels, uh, not a credible person. Now, why did she get the hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars? 
I don't know. You know, Trump has never sat down for a you know an interview about this issue. Could it be that Michael Cohen had a thing with her? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's true. We've never had an exhaustive Q&A. Not that we need one, right? I mean, do we need to get to the bottom of the Stormy Daniels issue? $130,000. Somebody wrote a check and gave it to Stormy Daniels. Okay. America already knows that, by the way. America knew that and didn't like, you know, didn't really think much of it. MAGA didn't leave him. They're always trying to drive a wedge between Trump and his MAGA supporters, right? And that will be horrified by, oh, my God, even the idea that he could have been near a porn star. They don't understand us. And they don't understand, quite frankly, a lot of them, Christianity. All right, look it up. You know, Jesus sat with the prostitutes, the gamblers, all the, the worst, the, the worst of the worst. And there's Jesus sitting down at the table with all of them. OK. And what did he say? He didn't come for the he didn't come for the holy. He came for the sinners, something along those lines. So it doesn't freak us out that Donald Trump saw a porn star, that Donald Trump um, was you know, this garish guy. We we don't it doesn't phase us. God can do amazing things through anybody, and he does, and he did, and he will again. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yes, it is. Hi. Um have you guys been watching Tucker all week? I did not watch last night's episode. I think it's been amazing. Some people are grumbling out there uh, that there's not been enough of the video. Look, I, I, I'll i watch last night. The video that I've seen so far is incredible. It's just so wild. I, I um, you know, what that, what that Horns guy went through, um, that he's in jail for four years. That is attorney who, I'm sorry, that guy, I think he totally blew it. I think he's, um, well... I shouldn't say that. Maybe he had information that I didn't have information uh, on, but four years in jail for this guy didn't touch anything, didn't break anything, didn't hurt anybody, and seemed to have the full and complete cooperation from the cops. How do we explain that, huh? I mean, how does anybody... uh, I don't get it. I don't don't get it. Do you? Hey, January 6th was not this. Merrick Garland, this guy, what a, the wimpiest, weirdest dude in the world. Cut 18, please. In the aftermath of the attack, the Justice Department began its work on what has become one of the largest, most complex, and most resource-intensive investigations in our history. Only a small number of perpetrators were arrested in the tumult of January 6th itself. Every day since, we have worked to identify investigate and and apprehend defendants from across the country. Uh, Really? All those people just standing around? What was the worst thing that happened? What was the worst thing that happened? I guess you could say I saw a fire extinguisher thrown in the general direction of police officers. I hate that. All right? It wasn't, a cop wasn't smashed over the head with the police, with a fire extinguisher like in the Bronx. Uh, on June 3rd of 2020 at a protest where, oh, by the way, two years later, they are giving $20,000 each to the protesters, to the protesters for their for being inconveniently arrested by the police for breaking the law. 20000 right? Go to them. I've got the videotape. 
of a uh, of one of those rioters hitting a cop over the head with a fire extinguisher directly aimed right at his head, picked it up, bam, right in the head. The other one well, on January 6th, it's not good. I'm not saying it's good, but some guy threw it in the general direction of a bunch of cops and it hit a cop. But it was about from eight feet away and he threw it in their direction. Bad news. You should be arrested for that. But that is the worst thing I saw. That's the worst thing I saw. I'm sorry. And Fanone, I don't believe Fanone. I don't believe any of those guys. You know, I believe Sergeant Tyler Vargas. Now, Sergeant Vargas actually went through something. We heard from him this week, uh, one of the Afghanistan witnesses. So he was there when the 13 Marines, uh, the soldier and the sailor, were blown up. Remember that on our way out during the catastrophic uh, pullout from Afghanistan? This guy was right there, severely wounded. He lost, I believe, an arm and a leg. He literally lost an arm and a leg. And I can understand his emotion. Cut 19. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two-foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed. Then a flash and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. Tough stuff. Very tough stuff. Dead or unconscious around me. He's surrounded by dead Marines, blood, guts, and he he just had his arm and leg blown off. Okay? And you heard the level of emotion. Well, now we're going to hear from some of the January 6 cops. You know the ones, Fanon, Dunn, Gunnell. Fanon and, uh, oh, there's another one, Hodges. Those guys, I think, are Metro Police officers from the D.C. Police Department. They'll talk about their injuries. I want you to know this. you got to know this. Remember this. They were back on duty um, by January, let's see here, 7th, 13th, by January 15th, they're back on duty. January 15th, they're back on duty in full uniform. And listen to this. Listen to this literal sob story. Cut 20. I sustained injuries on both my hands, my left shoulder, my left calf, and my right foot. Oh, my goodness gracious. But you still have your right foot. You still have your left hand. Those people in Afghanistan, you see the difference? You see how phony they are? Anyway, the truth is finally being revealed. However, too few people are willing to say it. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness is built to take you further off the beaten path. It has 9.5 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus off-road wheels, rugged all-terrain tires, and advanced dual-function X-Mode to help get you through deep snow, gravel, and mud. The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness. Adventure elevated. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com slash wilderness. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, is this true? Is DeSantis really going to run? Right now, he's 42 points behind Trump uh, in the CPAC poll, at least. I've seen others uh, 25 to 30 points back. I mean, when he starts campaigning, uh, arguably he'll go up or could take a big hit. Uh, I like him, uh, but not yet. Uh, he's, uh, no, 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 this is not going to end well for him. I don't think, I don't think he should do it. 
He's got a big future. Uh, what's the rush? And Trump deserves it. Uh, and not only that, you know, it's people, oh, we had time to move on, time to move on. I heard Carl Rove saying that. Time to move on. Carl Rove doesn't want to know about anything. Time to move on. No, we don't know. We, we should not investigate why the Bush administration got the weapons of mass destruction wrong. This is during the Bush administration. We should not investigate why George W. Bush um, did nothing when he was handed a memo that said bin Laden determined to fly airplanes into big buildings in New York. Yeah, let's not do anything about that. Let's not look. Let's not. No, can't look. No, let's not play the blame game. The blame game. I, anybody who comes out, that is the weakest defense in the world. You know, well, we shouldn't play the blame game. Uh, speak for yourself. I want accountability. I want to know what the hell happened. And uh, so should you. All right. Let's try uh, Jerry. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Uh, I think we can all see right now that DeSantis is going to be controlled by Mitch McConnell, Carl Rove and the Bushes and the establishment. And he's just running right now, if he does run, to hope that they go along with trying to get Trump indicted. And I don't think they even care if as long as Trump loses the nomination, they don't even care if DeSantis doesn't win. They're willing to use him that much to get rid of Trump. Trump they have to get rid of. You know something? Uh, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I think you may be onto something. I can't prove that, but uh, it definitely jibes. It definitely jibes. Remember, it's not a Republican-Democrat thing. It's an establishment thing, right? And too much from the people. There's a great scene in Rocky, right, in Rocky 1. Remember in round one when Rocky uh, knocks down Apollo, knocks him out momentarily, but knocks him out? And during the first uh, little conversation they have in the ring with Apollo, they say to Apollo, he doesn't know it's a damn show. He thinks it's a damn fight. Now finish this bomb and let's go home. Remember that? Uh, like Trump actually thinks this is about helping people, has always thought that way. The swamp is not designed that way. Anyway, Jerry, thank you. Uh, you're uh, you're on to it. You're on to it, of course. <sighs> let's do uh, – oh, Sandra's in New Jersey. Hi there. Good afternoon, Greg. I want. I, hello, I'm on the phone, Michael. Uh, Greg, I'm sorry. Let's get that just, domestic situation settled. Sandra, actually, hold on a second. I will be right back to you. I promise. Uh, before I go, I must get Alex from Mountain View, California. Alex got a little attitudinal with me last time. I have a feeling he is going to try it again. Hello, Alex. Welcome back. How are you? Well, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to say that Jimmy Carter, Mike Pence, and Jeff Sessions all have one thing in common. When people verbally savage them, they do not respond in kind. All three have taught Sunday school and are genuine Christians. Uh, Jeff Sessions, who are the other ones? Uh, Jimmy Carter uh, and Jimmy, Mike Pence. Jimmy Carter and Mike Pence. Um, so you say uh, genuine Christians. Now, you're, you're, you're making that determination, Alex, yourself, who's a genuine Christian and who's not. Is that right? That's correct. All right. You're wrong, Alex. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't have that power. All right. I can say right now that, well, that's not. (laughs) And by the way, so uh, in your view, Jimmy Carter, that's the ultimate Christian president. Um, I know he talked about his faith, maybe bragged about it a lot. But um, no, Alex, it doesn't work that way. And I'm really surprised to hear you declare who's genuine and who's not when it comes to Christianity. Well, and I want to say also that their behavior is quite different from Donald Trump's behavior. Donald Trump will savage you yeah. when he is criticized. Yeah, that's will, happens. That, you know what? You know what, Alex? Donald Trump is a human being, okay? Donald Trump. 
is uh, not God. He's not Jesus. All right. And um, we have those failings. We have. I wish I wish it were a perfect world. I wish we all lived in the Garden of Eden. Uh, We don't. We don't. And um, and people sin. And uh, remember, we're forgiven those sins. Right. And um, I think it's really between Trump and God. And uh, if you think that Jimmy Carter just sat there and took it, uh, you don't know Jimmy Carter and you don't know history. And that goes for Jeff Sessions as well. Alabama, you can look it up, Alex. Uh, Jeff Sessions, uh, he may not have picked a fight with Trump because that would have been catastrophically bad for him. Uh, But Jeff Sessions didn't just sit there and take it. Uh, You can't do that in politics. And you can still be a genuine Christian. I think you should ponder that, pal. Uh, Let's try Gene in the Bronx. Hello, Gene. Hey, what's going on, Craig? How are you, sir? Good, good. Hey, I wanted to talk about uh, your friend Donald. Yeah. You know how you're a worldly person. You've been in the Army. You've been around the world and things like that, right? Uh, Marine Corps, but that's okay. What what about it? Okay, so wait a minute. So now you know the acts of prostitution. You know that prostitutes don't have time for people who are not participating in their acts. Yeah, wait, 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 working, wait, 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 wait. Now, how dare you say that? Are you implying that Stormy Daniels is a prostitute? She's an, adult, Dan- she's an adult performer. There's a huge difference, and you should know that, Gene. Especially Jean. What? No, Jean, I'm just saying, uh, nobody ever alleged that she was a prostitute. She is a prostitute. I don't know if you can say that. I mean, she's an adult performer, X-rated, porn star, whatever you want to say. Uh, I don't know if she has sex for money, and you don't know that either. And, oh, by the way, she did not allege that when she sat down with uh, Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes and even described uh, Donald Trump's, you know, everything, everything about Donald Trump. She she never said she it was for money. She actually liked the guy. I got a question. Yeah? Why would you pay her that kind of money if she didn't do anything? Well, we actually don't know. As I said earlier, um, we don't know if Michael Cohen had the affair, quite frankly, because Donald Trump has not had, and I don't think anyone has really asked him. But you know what? It's really between him and her and God. We don't care. I just don't care. It's $130,000. I don't care. I do know this. It wasn't for sex because... It, he had already met her. It happened nine months later, 12 months later, actually years later, years later. Uh, so, yeah, and we just don't care. And to try to make a federal case out of this, or I guess it's a local case, a criminal case, Gene, that's insane. Come on, you talked about being a worldly guy, all right? I mean, a worldly guy. Yeah, we know things happen. Are you going to get all bunched up about this for real? No, I'm not all bunched up about this. All right, well, good. Uh, keep it that way because it's about to get, it's probably, uh, the fake news is going to jam this thing down our throats all over again. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be something. Hey, thanks pal very much. Uh, let me hear from Adam Schiff, if you don't mind, uh, cut 22, cut 22, little Adam Schiff. Um, is it possible that they told Tucker to not run that video anymore? Some people are saying that on, on Twitter. I got to see last night's episode. Did anybody see last night's episode? Here's Adam Schiff, cut 22. This is one of the reasons, one of the fake reasons they say that um, uh, Tucker shouldn't be running the video. Cut 22. I think McCarthy's getting a lot of flack, as he should be, for compromising the security of the Capitol, compromising our escape routes, uh, compromising where security officers are posted. How is that going to? It's, it's, they're, they're, 
Well, I want to say they're reaching, but they're not. They are. These are flat out lies, everybody. Flat out. And um, it's it's not going to hold up. However, when Chuck Schumer got onto the floor of the United States Senate and demanded that Rupert Murdoch start doing things, um, I don't know. Maybe that works. A United States senator has a lot of clout, even with a uh, even with a billionaire. Billionaires actually do listen to some people, not many, but some. All right, Sandra, sorry about that. What's the latest? Well, I wanted to. Con- I was so happy to get to know uh, Ryan Nichols, thanks to you, how he saved those dogs, and now he's in jail. I mean, you're humanizing these people, and I think that's very helpful for everyone to know. So I, I really like that. And, um, you know, Richard, you're a wonderful phone screener, and I lost someone very special in my life, my cousin, on the uh, Pan Am 103 airplane. Oh, that was, that was that, wait, Pan Am 103. That was Lockerbie, right? Right. So that happened due to um, retaliation from uh, 1986, the bombing in Libya. That's so right. Ronald the, Reagan bombed uh, bombed Mohammed. What the hell was his name again? Qaddafi. Qaddafi's little compound there because they helped take out those uh, discotheques with Americans inside. Yeah, that was revenge. Uh, so what about it? Yeah, I'm sorry you had a cousin uh, that was up there. Yeah, bad. I know. Well, my question to you is, do you think this administration is prepared to handle Let's say we do something in in Mexico. You know, they're going to retaliate. Do you think this administration is going to be able to handle it uh, effectively? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what, what? How are they going to retaliate? The Mexican army is going to retaliate. The, the, the you know the, the cartels are going to retaliate. What are they going to do? Send more drugs? Did you see that the cartel sent uh, America and that family a little apology note? <laughs> they sent them an apology. Uh, they killed two Americans. You know, this cartel. What do they call it? The Gulf Cartel. The Gulf Drug Cartel and uh, an apology like this is not the way the cartel operates. We're so sorry and this shouldn't have happened. And oh, by the way, we caught the guys and they're in big trouble. (laughs) I would not want to be these guys right now. And there they were. It looked like they're waiting to get their heads chopped off. I don't know if they're the uh, the usual suspects or if they really did it or what's going on there. But, hey, Donald Trump had a great idea. Bomb the drug making facilities. Bomb them. And the swamp. Responded, much like Joe Biden, oh, we'll give him more resources. We'll give him more training. More training and resources. That'll fix the drug problem. Don't you think, Sandra? Yes. I mean, so you're not worried about them retaliating. You're not afraid of them. Okay. No, but I'm also not. I'm not uh, I'm not anticipating that the Biden administration is going to use the military uh, to do much of anything other than get woke and dress up in uh, girls' clothes for the men. I, I just – it's so out to lunch right now. It's so demoralizing. And it's so dangerous because we're more vulnerable than ever uh, before, actually. I think we're more vulnerable to external attack. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine us being attacked by the Chinese? All they got to do is flip a few switches and they could bring our country to a halt. And they got some pretty good airplanes and ships and stuff like that. We do, too. But we've become so goofy. Sandra, thank you. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, this is something. And Joe Biden is um, a little bit clairvoyant. He seems to know what's coming down the pike regarding his successor. Uh, he, he said this out loud. Is this right? And during that Philadelphia speech, uh, look at him in predicting who's the next president of the United States potentially. Cut fifteen. Cut fifteen. Guess what? You may remember I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Wow. <laughs> Bless me, Father. What the hell is that? He's always pulling off some. Um, yeah, maybe future. He kind of knows. He kind of knows. It's coming to a close. It really is. It's coming to an end. And it's not going to end well for Joe. You cannot engage in this kind of depravity. Uh, at that level, on that stage, and get away with it. It's all coming out. It all will come out. And it's important. And Joe actually knew that all the way back in 1987. He said, I've done some dumb things, and everything's going to be known about me. Oh, yeah, you better believe it, Joe. We actually already know a lot. It's amazing how it's all rigged to protect you. Why you? Why would the fake news bend over for this twerp from Delaware? Hmm? And once again, Delaware, you guys, I have Delaware. You know, Delaware is actually this Delaware, the state is smaller than Suffolk County. Isn't that amazing? With fewer people. It's smaller geographically and fewer people. Uh, I think every borough in New York has more people, each borough, including Staten Island. What a puny state. Oh, did you see what Colin Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick is back. His latest uh, little dumb thing is a comic book. He made a comic book for kids. And to teach him, to teach them woke ways. Did you know that Colin Kaepernick was adopted by um, a white person, a white mother and a father, white persons? Did you know that? I knew that. Um, and I think that's kind of beautiful, right? It's always, adoption's a great thing. Um, but Colin Kaepernick basically said his parents were racist. Oh, yeah. he's. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to this. Huh? This is on the CBS Morning Show with Gail King. He is also a new father who's spreading a message of empowerment in his new graphic novel, Change the Game, written with author and University of Chicago professor Eve L. Ewing. I love how you depict yourself in this book, not as some big shot hero, but as a shy, insecure high schooler like we all were. I mean, I'm speaking for you, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. Stop for a moment. What a. What a kiss-ass question, huh? What, it's all about uh, this correspondent getting to meet Colin Kaepernick. Keep going. Growing up, I was a, I think still am a pretty introverted person. I hope it's true to form, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of how I navigate the world. It's his true high school coming-of-age story, his journey embracing his blackness, despite resistance from many, including his white adoptive parents. I know my parents love me, but there were still very problematic things that... I went through. I think it was important to show that, no, this can happen in your own home. 
and how do we move forward collectively while addressing the racism that is being perpetuated. He took cues from his icon, basketball star Allen Iverson, who he said wore his blackness like a suit of armor. And teenage Kaepernick wanted cornrows to match. He's getting what roles, his mom asked? Oh, your hair's not professional. Oh, you look like a little thug. Your mom become. said that to you. Yeah. And those become spaces where it's like, okay, how do I navigate this situation now? All right, but, stop, stop. Too much fake news. Too much, too much insanity. Okay, that's that's right. Uh, all right, so what's the... Um, the racism in his own family and outing his own, they're racist. And the, the woman, Adriana Diaz is her name, and she's appalled that the mother, the white mother, objected to cornrows. Is that what they call that haircut? Cornrows. Which, oh, by the way, is a little bit, um, yeah, it's a little, uh, it's it's not professional. Sure. The mother said it's a little uh, thuggish. Yeah, I could believe that. You know why I think it's a little bit thuggish? Well, because Dave Chappelle told me so. Ever see the Dave Chappelle show? And they got uh, General Cornrow Wallace, okay, which I think he's from the uh, the Seaview Gangster Crew, right? Remember that? Just a very funny routine. Let's be real here. It's so amazing. Like, and and that correspondent is now judging this this white mother who adopted Black Colin Kaepernick. It, it, all these years later, she used the word thug and criticize cornrows in her own house with her own child. Isn't that what parents do? Aren't they always complaining about the, what was it, the Beastie Boys? Remember the Beastie Boys? You got to fight for your right to party? Uh, you're, 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 you're not leaving my home unless you cut that hair, right? It's just, that's what parents do. That's what they're supposed to do. Jamal is in New York. Hello. Greg, good afternoon. Hey, it's Jamal from the Bronx. I didn't know it was you. Yes, 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 yes. I'm your friend. Welcome back. My family loves you. Still, I don't know why they love you, but the reason I call you Yeah, I know. That's the thing with you. Uh, You you got mixed feelings at best regarding me, but I appreciate what you say in general. All right. What's up, Jamal? May I call... The reason I call you for the first time in my life, I agree with somebody that I disagree with him. 200 times always. <laughs> you made a great point about the former president. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't understand what is wrong with my side. Nobody is going to indict any president in this country, whether the swamp being drained or the swamp goes up. Your, your side is wasting their time with all these hearings. Nobody is going to get. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What the hell? Oh, wait, wait. Get to the part where we agree. I don't understand what you're talking about. I mean, all these hearings. Okay. I think these hearings are necessary. Oh, by the way, it's a function of government oversight. Yes, it is. I don't think you are complaining about the impeachment hearings, Jamal. So do me a favor. Get to this gem where we agree. I'd love it. Okay. I agree with you when you said that the uh, the news by the way stop saying fake news because Fox Jamal news has a I forget you keep having harping on the stuff we disagree on find that little so moment scream more than the NBC and CBS because they have a contact with NFL All right hold on a second basketball. you know Jamal calls because he's all excited that he agrees with me and he will only go summarizing his grievances Jamal what do we agree on please when you when you were talking to your listener about pre- former president Trump that all this uh, stuff about uh, relationship with porno star is a waste of the time. I got to agree with you. It's a waste of the time. Well, you got to tell your district attorney, Alvin Bragg, that. 
and you got to tell all those uh, uh, zealous prosecutors and Tish James and our side isn't wasting time on that. Your side is. And it's going to be a catastrophe if you pursue it. And it's only going to make Trump uh, stronger. Hey, Jamal, it's good to hear from you again. It is. And uh, even when we disagree, I love it. Thank you, pal. And, oh, there's the music. It's Friday. What does that mean? What does that mean? Joel Osteen says people are 10% happier on Friday. Did you know that? Is that true? It's kind of true. Um, So artificial, but it's true. Although I'm actually pretty happy on Sunday nights. I'll tell you how when I come back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Have we gotten a comment from uh, Mrs. Kaepernick, wherever the hell she is? Mrs. Kaepernick being the mother of Colin Kaepernick, uh, a white mother. And, of course, there's nothing uh, less prestigious these days than a white mother, huh? Oh, boy. Karen. Hello. Calling Karen. Right. And (laughs) God, poor woman. Mrs. Kaepernick is being called out uh, for a discussion she had with her teenage son, her then teenage son. How old is Colin Kaepernick? Like 36, 37 years old. Hey, by the way, way too old to play football. You have that interview yesterday on the CBS fake news was him saying, I want to play football again. Well, he hasn't played since like 2017, 2016. Um, He wasn't so hot. And forget it. It's over. It's over. Now, I know you could virtue signal. They, they might have a virtue signal hiring situation, uh, but Colin Kaepernick would get destroyed on the uh, football field, right? He's not good. He can't play. You know, there is something weird that, I don't know, there's something biological that a, human beings respond to when it comes to famous people. All right? Famous people. Now, do me a favor. Can you play the first thing of that again? Uh, this is the Colin Kaepernick calling his parents racist. Wait. All right. Just find it when you can. Uh, Colin Kaepernick calling his parents racist. you got to listen to the demeanor of the correspondent. She's like kind of flirty. And <laughs> and she's just so thrilled to be there. And uh, part of it is human beings just react to celebrity. And I think it's a primal thing. Like when we were running around uh, cavemen or whatever – um, the good hunters, they became like the superstar in the clan, right? Ever read The Clan of the Cave Bear? Remember that book? They become the superstars of the little group there, and and people want to be with them because they're good at gathering food. They're good at gathering resources. And there's this idea if you're, if you're in their proximity, you will somehow benefit. And this is where my own weird Colin Kaepernick story comes in. I was at the uh, gym. I was at Chelsea Piers waiting for an elevator. And guess who's next to me? Colin Kaepernick. And it's just the two of us. And I'm like, hey, you're it. You're that guy. Yeah. And he's like, what guy? Ah, you know what I mean. And then I just said, isn't this a great club? I love it. And then we talked about the club for about 20 seconds. Very nice, very cordial conversation. We both appreciated that it was, uh, quite frankly, never crowded. It's all the way over there on the west side, way the hell over there. So it was never really that crowded. Quite frankly, it was empty most of the time. So uh, we had a moment about that and then uh, went our separate ways, and I saw him hop into an SUV. I, I called three people. I just rode an elevator with Colin Kaepernick. I just rode an elevator with Colin Kaepernick. I was so excited. Now, I hate the, I hate everything he stands for with the kneeling and uh, everything's racist. I disagree with him on everything. 
But on a primal, like, weirdo level, I was, like, kind of thrilled to meet the guy. You got to fight that. You got to you can't go along with that if you're ever presented. And some people will sign up for all kinds of craziness. They'll violate their own core beliefs to get close to celebrity. It's very strange. But I think it's primal. I actually think it's it's biological, if you will. Um, did you hear about the bodega shooting on the Upper East Side, 83rd and 3rd? Uh, the alleged shooter was wearing a hazmat outfit. Now, I believe the bodega owner was shot and killed, right? Shot and killed. Why is this guy out of jail already? Is that true? Is this bail reform doesn't allow um, suspected murderers? Murderers. I've heard of robbers. I've heard of felonious assault, uh, getting bail uh, 10 minutes later or no bail, just getting released. I've heard of that. By the way, did you see what I did on my show the other day? I showed the madman McDonald's guy slaughtering uh, that restaurant with an axe. Remember that? And he got out of jail three hours later. All right. I put that up. And then I put up the guy who burned the Fox News Christmas tree. Arson. Crazy arsonist. He got out of jail the next day. And then there was a school shooter in Arlington, Texas, a suspected school shooter, shot two people at a school. He was released the next day. And I had it all nice and graphic. And meanwhile, we have this poor guy, Ryan Nichols. And I've looked at the footage a million times. All I see him on January 6th, he's yelling in a bullhorn. That's it. Yelling in a bullhorn. Uh, he's done 23 months behind bars and he has, hasn't even had a trial yet. Hasn't even had a trial. Hold on. Let me just make sure this guy is this. All right. More on the hazmat dude in a moment. Hey, well, I get that. Uh, let's try uh, Becky. Yeah, in Oregon. Hi. Greg, um, well, Colin Kaepernick's a kook. I don't know. Oh, in a in a very bad way. And it's very upsetting to hear about him. Remember the socks? The who? Before? The what? The the socks. Oh wait, I got to turn this. I can't hear you. Uh, the socks that he wore, and I don't even want to say what they were. And I don't know what you're talking about. Whole... Socks? Who was wearing? C- Colin Kaepernick. I don't know anything about his socks. With the little, I hate to say the word, little pigs dressed up as policemen, and that's what started all that. Uh, I did not know that he did that. What a silly thing to do. What a. Hmm. He's a detestable character. What can I tell you, you know? But it's a free country. You're allowed to be detestable. However, to see corporate America give in to this guy and go along with it and sign him up for this deal and that deal. You see, in that CBS piece, he's got like 18 different projects going. Oh, by the way, they're all about him. You know, Colin Kaepernick at middle school. Colin Kaepernick at football camp. Colin Kaepernick uh, goes to Europe. Uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, uh, identifies and uh, supports blackness. Just weird Boring stuff. Not even good entertainment. Anyway, thanks, Becky. Anything else? He's a crybaby and a kook. Yeah. And, uh, well, I just wanted to know if you heard the video that they just released today. It's called Justice for All, and it is um, – have you heard about it yet? I did see something about it, and I noticed, and I don't know if this is a coincidence or if this is just something that he did that's very, very nice – and I got to get on this. Uh, Justice for All is the name of the song. Happens to be the name of my book, Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. And, I mean, Donald Trump knows about the book. 
He's tweeted about it like five times. He's truth social. He's been really, really nice about it, and I'm so grateful. Could it be that the name of that book is now the song? Do we have the song, by the way? I have. Let's see if we can find it. Justice for it's a new song, is it? What is it uh, there, uh, Becky? This video is going to well. It could be big, especially since it's huge, Donald Trump. But it's the January sixth prisoners. You know how you've heard them before, where they have the recording of them singing the Star Spangled Banner, right? Yeah. From prison every night. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they mix that in with in between the sections of that song, them singing President Trump reads the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. And it bro- it's bro- that's broken up into like two sections. All right, so and I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I'm getting it together uh, right now, and we'll play it. And it's pretty cool. Donald Trump teams with January 6 prisoners to release charity single Justice for All. And uh, that what a nice thing. Thank you, Becky. Thank you for noticing. That is uh, that's kind of a big deal. It's 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 a wonderful gesture. Uh, it's great for the January 6 calling attention to how these. People have been so mistreated. It's unbelievable. You know, the media, they should be backing these people up. They should be supporting the little guy, not 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 repeating lies supplied to them uh, by the Democrat Party. Right. I mean, lies like uh, here's one of their favorites. Here's what they love to say. Uh, January 6th. Worst thing since uh, the War of 1812. Right. Remember this one. Cut 17, please. This was the most violent and destructive assault on the Capitol, breaching of the Capitol since the War of 1812. The U.S. Capitol suffered its worst security breach since the War of 1812. That Congress since 1812. Worst attack on the Capitol since the War of 1812. (laughs) All right. You see, they're just repeating a talking point. None of those idiots know anything about the War of 1812. And uh, as I said last night, I am no expert on the War of 1812. Uh, But I do know a lot of things have happened at the Capitol um, far worse uh, than January 6th since the War of 1812. Like in 1915 when some madman set off a bomb inside the Capitol. That was pretty bad. That was worse than January 6th. In 1953, I believe, a Puerto Rican uh, nationalist opened fire in the House of Representatives, shot and seriously wounded five members of Congress. Five members of Congress were shot and wounded very seriously in the 19th. That was worse than January 6th. How about when two police officers were shot and killed in 1998 by some lunatic who's still in prison? Broke in, had all kinds of grievances against this, that, and the other thing. Shot two Capitol police officers. Dead. I mean, really dead. As as opposed to, uh, you know, the fake deception about, oh, these suicides... These suicides are related to January 6th. Oh, you know, Brian Sicknick, I, I told you these guys are heroes just for becoming cops. They are. But the death certificate says it was natural causes, and he died the next day. They have just, they have so, they don't respect us, Becky. You know why? Because he, here's the proof. They lie to us. You don't lie to people you respect. You you lie to people you think you can get a lie by, Right. If you can, if you can get away with it, they don't respect us anyway. Becky, thank you for pointing that out. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, um, I think if there's any proceeds from that video, it helps for funding for the for the guys in prison. All right, hold on a second. The hazmat suit killer 
who shot the deli worker, is in custody. All right? He's not out of custody. That was a little bit of fake news. I'm sorry about that. He's in custody. Hey, why is he protecting his identity? He's, he's, he's the perp walk. He's, he's hiding his face. Why do they do that? Why do they do that? We're going to see you sooner or later what you look like. Walk tall! Uh, but this guy is a allegedly, if it's him, very, very, very bad. I guess I can understand the shame he feels if he, if he did it. All right. Thank you, Becky. Uh, according to the fake news, New York Times, and they've got pretty good sources on this, but this is a fantasy piece by them. What we know about the potential indictment of Donald Trump, a case against the former president, who is also a current presidential candidate, poses challenges for prosecutors. Here's why. You think? Here's a couple of reasons why. It's a phony case. <laughs> it's never been done before. And, yes, he's a former president, and he's currently running for president. The revelation that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office has indi- indicated to Donald Trump's lawyers that he could soon face criminal charges marked a major development in an inquiry that has loomed over the former president for nearly five years. This is that son of a bitch Pomerantz, oh, by the way, the guy who wrote that scandal of a book. That was just a PR campaign to get the prosecutors to do this. It raised a number of questions about the contours of the potential case against Mr. Trump, who could become the first former American president to be indicted. Who is the victim here? Don't you need a victim? Who was defrauded? Stormy Daniels got her money. Michael Cohen got his money. Uh, who's, who's been defrauded? What the hell happened? This is insane. I may have to organize a protest. I mean, seriously, I, this is one of those moments where you want to take to the streets lawfully, okay, lawfully on the sidewalk. I might even get a permit. But I feel like I want to make a bunch of signs and I want to go down there with all of you and yell and scream and shout and let that son of a bitch know how we feel. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray strandum wing chair was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So uh, DeSantis is running, according to Peggy Noonan, and uh, Peggy Noonan is very much plugged in. She writes for the Wall Street Journal, very much uh, tied into uh, Bush world and all those people. And uh, I think Bush world and all those people desperately want DeSantis to run. And uh, this story actually seems like, to me, yeah, he's probably running. I liken it to, you know, the entire establishment wants him to run. I mean, and Democrats, too. All right. They, 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 this is the guy, huh? You think? Well, the people have something to say about this, too. You know? All right. Don't forget the people. So all the polls say that DeSantis is uh, down and shouldn't run. But, no, he's going to run because Karl Rove says we can do this for you. Hmm. Well, I've got a few thoughts on that. Number one, well, it does remind me a little bit of Barack Obama in 2008 when he decided to run. Actually, he decided to run in 2007. So in 2005, 2006, you know, Bill Clinton did not really like Obama very much. Probably still doesn't. Um, 
you know what? Barack is an amateur. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. He really doesn't. He's bad. He's bad. You know, just, uh, oh, well. You know, back in the day, this guy would have been getting us coffee. He uh, reportedly said that to Ted Kennedy. I'm not kidding. That's not my line. That actually made news. Ted Kennedy uh, leaked it. All right? So that is a big story from the 2007-2008 campaign style. Uh, Clinton reportedly went very, very negative. Uh, So he doesn't like the guy at all. Um, But he did say this also. might have been in that same conversation. You know, if you're just sitting on a corner... And, uh, and a Rolls Royce pulls up, and the door opens, and the chauffeur says, get in. What are you going to do? So you get in the damn car, right? All right? And that's kind of what, what's his name, uh, it looks like for DeSantis. I mean, the whole establishment. You know, I don't like the establishment, but the establishment really wants this guy to what? Hey, Wall Street Journal, don't get more establishment than that. Um, right? 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 Here's something else. It just kind of dawned on me, actually. It just sunk in. It totally clicked. Um, Trump did not hook up with Stormy Daniels. All right. He did not hook up with Stormy Daniels here. Put yourself. It's October of 2016. Now he was at a celebrity golf tournament, I think in like 2004. And there were a bunch of characters there and, uh, Trump was there and Stormy Daniels comes through. I think they took a picture together. They took a picture together. So October, 2016, the email, the picture of Trump with, uh, Stormy Daniels with a little, Note, not to Trump, but to one of his people. Stormy says she had an affair with you, and she's about to tell her story to the National Enquirer. What are you going to do? So you've been running for president for a year and a half, okay? That picture potentially lends credibility to her allegation. What are you going to do, right? Do you want to uh, just say the truth and publicly have to deal with it for three weeks? It's the bottom, it's the the closing stretch of a of a race, of a campaign. You've been doing it for a year now. I'm just trying to put myself in this shit. Let's say it's uh, October of 2025, and I'm running for mayor, and I get a picture, and somebody says, so-and-so says this about you, although that's probably going to be happening throughout the campaign, quite frankly. (laughs) Also known as Tuesday. Okay, that's going to be something to think about. But what am I going to, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I think you say, all right, do I just deny this on the merits, or do I... She wants $130,000. Give her the money, especially if you're a billionaire. If you're a billionaire, what the hell, right? One less problem. One less problem. I think that's uh, that's even the New York Times has to admit this case against him is uh, is not good. Here, here's what they write. While the facts are dramatic, are they? The case against Mr. Trump would likely hinge on a complex interplay of laws. And a conviction is far from assured. Well, in most cases, most ethical prosecutors would say, uh, we don't have a case here. You don't you don't waste your time on this kind of stuff. From eight years ago, did somebody file paperwork on this? Really? Is that how corrupt you are? Maybe so. Be right back. Your calls. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I almost hope they do go through with this crazy case. It'll be fun. They'll expose themselves for what they are, corrupt uh, corrupt manipulators of the law they're sworn to uphold. 
They're using it as a political weapon. I know people who actually despise Trump. I talked to one this morning. Uh, we try to avoid the topic because, uh, well, you know, I'm a big Trump fan. I like the style. I like the substance. And uh, quite frankly, I consider him a friend now. This guy hates him um, but says if they do this, this is uh, so bad for the country. And it's straight out of uh, the third world. All right. This is, I don't, the, it's straight out of like a movie like Bananas with, with Woody Allen. That's the kind of stuff that they uh, uh, depicted there. All right. Let's try. What are we doing here? Uh, Christine, hi, in Middletown. How are you? Welcome back. Hi, Greg. How are you doing? Good. Well, Project Veritas caught someone else on Long Island. Uh, Dave, um, the assistant superintendent, promoting the diversity, equity, and inclusion with the sex and gender and the CRT and the whole thing, and not one of the New York stations picked up on it. Well, let me tell you something about uh, what's-his-name, Project Veritas. You know it's in total crisis now, right? Do you know about that? Uh, They lost, oh, what's-his-name, James O'Keefe. They they fired James O'Keefe. You can't have Project Veritas without uh, Mr. Project Veritas himself, James O'Keefe. Did you know about that? Oh, uh, they pushed them out. I think Pfizer probably put some pressure on them to push James O'Keefe Yeah, out. I know. So, you know, and also, oh, by the way, uh, TV stations get a little bit nervous about some of that stuff. And I kind of understand. Uh, but, look, I think Project Veritas is basically a force for good. Every now and then they screw up. Everybody does. And I'm very intrigued by uh, with with James O'Keefe, very, very impressive guy. We'll see what happens, and uh, I'll find that stuff. Though it's, it, I, I I will find that. Thank you very much. Uh, let's. Okay, good. Oh, actually, do me a favor. We got stop everything. The Barracuda joins us. Uh, we're so thrilled that uh, uh, Councilwoman Vicky Palladino of District 19, New York City Councilwoman, Northeast Queens, College Point, Malba, Whitestone, Douglaston, Little Neck, and all parts of North Flushing. Councilwoman Palladino, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you, Greg Kelly? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. Well, uh, you're on fire lately, sticking up for your constituents, uh, sticking up for children. Uh, so much yeah. going on right now. But, uh, hey, did you see they caught this guy, the uh, the hazmat killer, the hazmat suit killer, just brought him in. I keep hearing that crime is going down. It doesn't seem that way to me. Does it to you, Vicky? Uh, well, it all depends on what time of day. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's actually, I think it's just level at a leveling point right now. Uh, it's no better than it was a year ago. Uh, so it's has, in my opinion, it hasn't gotten any better. Uh, but it seems to have flatlined a little bit. Is that because it's not being reported on the way it used to be? Or is it because, uh, it's not not that it's not happening less, but it's just not being reported on as frequently as it used to be. Well, look, it's they can because- play games with those numbers, and I don't trust um, uh, Eric Adams. I don't like him. I don't trust him. He's getting rid of a lot of talent at the NYPD. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he used racist terms against white people, and I'm not a fan. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your situation and what's your number one priority these days, Councilwoman Palladino? Well, my number one situation uh, has been crime all along. I mean, when we came into 2020, we all watched the city burn to the ground, and nothing, you know, nothing's going to, you can't take away from that. Then there was the mandates, which we lost over 4,000 qualified cops, good cops, 
that they said it's not worth it anymore. I'm getting out. And they did. Their, these are experienced men and women who teach the young plebes that come in. And sadly, the uh, graduating classes are minuscule compared to what they used to be. Greg, your father was police commissioner. We had uh, graduating classes here of 2,800, 2,500, 3,000. And we're seeing graduating classes come down as low as six and change. It's incredible. Uh, People don't want to join the police department anymore. Wait, uh, Vicki, Councilwoman Palladino at College Point, that's the district where that Fish Village restaurant that was ransacked by those uh, maniac teenagers, those poor. Oh, my goodness. Tell us about that. Have they made any arrests? What's going What a heartbreaking case. We all saw it on TV. Hopefully Uh, they, they destroyed that beautiful restaurant. Yes. Uh, as far as I know, it's still an ongoing investigation. These kids, the gaggle of them came up. Now, everybody, the the Fish Palace is located on the third floor of a hotel in College Point. And the elevator is literally steps away from uh, the big glass doors. And I have to say, they just let themselves in ransacked the place on a Saturday night, jam-packed with, you know, people eating dinner. And within a minute or two, they did their business, and they got down the elevator and out the door. So uh, that's really frightening, I'd say. Uh, Here you are on a Saturday night eating dinner, and there's no accountability for where these people went. And not only that, we have to think about how this is going on throughout the district and throughout the city, might not be as large bunches of people, but we had this going on uh, since 2020 because it's been a turnstile uh, system that we're working in, and they all know that they could do whatever they want and and get away with it. And they come in in garb that's all black with masks. How are you identifying any of these people? One thing I will say to Mayor Adams, and to his credit for this, Take your mask off. And these, I'm telling all my businesses to please put one of those buzzers on your door. You have security cameras. I understand. Them. I understand. But I got to just one thing about Eric Adams. You know, all he does, all he knows how to do is talk at press conferences. There's no, there's no follow-up. There's no administrative assistance. It's just a bunch of hot air. I can't stand the guy. We all know that intuitively, oh, by the way. Masks kind of creep us out now at this point. And, yeah, yeah. if you look at the viral footage, not only of the restaurant, but, uh, you know, drugstores, the mass shoplifting, they're always wearing masks, always Always. wearing masks. Always wearing masks. And now, uh, you know, they're being told. Now, how how is it? Let's just take, for example, Greg, this was a restaurant, right? You people come and go all the time. So it's kind of as much as I say buzz people in how are you buzzing people into a restaurant if you're in a cbs or a walgreens how are you supposed to you know disrupt your business by buzzing people in one at a time it's not going to happen it's one thing for a boutique a boutique on madison avenue yeah but that's a lot of expense and it's a pain in the neck and these poor the drugstores are going to be going away i mean it's just i'm just going to get my damn razor blades on amazon now i i hate to say it but yeah so uh councilwoman victoria uh vicky palladino how long have you been in office now how long has it been a year and three months i was elected in 21 sworn in in 22 and here i am in 23 and this is the re-election year uh we uh, it's a two-year term normally it's a four-year term but if you won in 21 
then you're up for re-election. It's only a two-year term because of redistricting. Oh. So uh, this is every all 51 council seats are up for re-election. So if anybody's unhappy with their council person, now is the time to gather all, put all your ducks in a row, research the your your council person. Are you happy? Aren't you happy with what they've been doing? And look at their opponent and see if you prefer that opponent. Oh, do your research. Yeah, well, vote smart. And uh, one thing I did want I do want to say one thing, Greg. Please, when we, we had an incident in Whitestone. Uh, it was between 6th and 7th Avenue on 147th Street. And uh, they the, the plate binged when it came over the Whitestone Bridge. Stolen plate, stolen car. Parked on a residential street in Whitestone. The 109 got right on that. And three cars surrounded this one car. He tried to escape, could not escape. They pinned it. They pinned the car so he couldn't move. Two males, two guns. Residential Street on a Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. Four thirty in the afternoon. You know, it wasn't that long ago that uh, car theft seemed to be a thing of the past. Like you can look it up. New York Times did a big story, twenty fourteen. No more car thefts. They were like over. There were like three in the entire city, and now look at what. So what? What? How did that story end again? Well, the way the story ended was we got they got the two kids. I'm saying kids because if you look at them. They don't look more than 23 years old. Uh, and they did make the arrest. But here you go. They make the arrest. They do all their paperwork. And they're out on the street. And they're out on the Done. street. Gosh. Yes. I, <laughs> That's you so... know, but I will. The one thing I want to do say, with that incident, I did call Deputy Mayor Phil Banks. And we set up an appointment the very next morning at 1030 in the morning. And uh, he had me on speakerphone with uh, Queens North Patrol. All right. And, uh, and, and? By, by 6 o'clock that night, Thursday night, the very next night, the 109 got 50 more police. Well, Not full time, but from Thursday till Sunday. Well, that's when, and, uh, that's prime uh, time for crime. Listen, I actually, I like Phil Banks, uh, the one bright light in that administration. Yes. Um, he is very good. Vicki Palladino, Councilwoman. Uh, look, I can't endorse, but uh, I fully endorse Vicki Palladino. I think she's great. And uh, if you live, if you live in, uh, let's see, the, the the College Point. Hey, what the? Hell? Excuse me, but I never heard of the neighborhood Malba. Malba is just a little. It's, it, here's Whitestone, right? Yeah. It's your Whitestone, and as soon as you come off the Whitestone Bridge, is an area called Malba. Huh. Then there's the heart of Whitestone. And then if you go to the left by the Throgneck Bridge, it's the Beechurst area of Whitestone. Yeah, there's so many little so, neighborhoods. Even New Yorkers yeah. don't know. Like Oakland Gardens, Queens. A lot of people have never heard of that who have been there the whole right. life. Or Bedford Farms, the Bronx, and go on and on. Right. All right, Vicki Palladino, keep up the good work. Uh, check her out. Councilwoman Vicki Palladino, Republican of Queens. Uh, we will be right back with your calls. Thank you, Vicki. Be right back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. For nearly 25 years, Roseman University has challenged the status quo, transforming education and graduating competent and compassionate healthcare professionals. 
Roseman University is reimagining healthcare, healing patients and their families, solving health challenges by embracing discovery, and building programs that provide hope and improve health. Click the banner for more on Roseman's healthcare programs in nursing, pharmacy, graduate studies, and dental medicine, or see roseman.edu. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, it's uh, Joe's turn to talk. Hi, Joe. Yes. Hey, Greg. Yo. Hey, nice to speak to you. Love both shows. Before I get to my point, I had a quick aviation question. When you yeah. were flying the jump jet, did you ever do conventional takeoff and landing or was it all VTOL? No, I took uh, many times uh, conventional uh, and landings and takeoffs. It was a uh, more or less an emergency procedure. If you were on fire, you had to land conventionally. And the problem with landing conventionally is a very fast uh, airspeed for takeoff and landing, by the way. So it was a little bit dangerous. Um, the airframe, you had to be kind of gentle with it uh, very fast, like 160 knots. It's a lot of speed for uh, the Harrier. It's not designed that way. Anyway, yeah, good question. Thank you. But uh, my, my primary question was I was watching the show last night, and as I said, I agreed with everything you did. But the one point I disagreed with a little bit is when you had the testimony of that one cop put up on the screen about what he was saying to the lawmakers about, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you guys got elected, but that's not your job. Your job is to you know, represent the people and your constituents. Yeah. I didn't, I, when I looked at the statement on the screen, I didn't see that much that was very vitriolic about it, but mm. you seem to really get upset about the statement. I was and upset. When you looked I, at the I was, words. Well, I, let me, let me, let me explain. All right. Here's a Capitol Hill police officer telling co- members of Congress how to do their job. He's wears a uniform. He's a, uh, he, he his, his responsibility and his focus should be security. Not, you know, if he wants to say that stuff privately, uh, you know, quit the damn force. You don't, can you imagine a New York City police officer, you know, public a public figure, you know, harassing essentially uh, members of the city council, telling them how to do their job? No, I, you're damn right. You know why I got upset? Because it's fascism. Joe, that's what fascism looks like. I made that. I understand. You could say that. Okay, anybody can say that. Not him in that role. Harry Dunn, big cop with a gun, seems to despise MAGA. He says it publicly. Dude, if you want to be a political activist, great. Quit. I, I'll say this for Michael Finone. He quit the force, and he's allowed to go out and say whatever the hell he wants now. That's fine. I actually have a lot of respect for that. Well, not really, but I mean, I, I, so, Joe, does that answer your question? I mean, it may have been fine, but that guy's now a public figure. He's famous, and he's yelling and screaming at members of Congress. It's wrong. It's totally wrong. Joe, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's do Maria in Short Hills. Happy Friday, Greg. Just two quick points uh, about that $130,000 check supposedly to Stormy Daniels. Like, who cares really if Donald Trump uh, had a fling with her or not? Everybody knows Donald Trump was not an altar boy before he became president. What I care about, he was fabulous in 2016. He's going to be fabulous in 2024. And that one caller at the top of your show who was questioning his faith Let's not forget that Donald Trump was the only sitting president who addressed the March for Life movement. And as we all know, life and the sanctity of life is the foundation of Christianity. You know, you're so right. And uh, by the way, Barbara pointed out, Barbara from Long Island, to me that he was the best defender of the faith of almost any president we've ever had. And she laid it out for me. I got it. She gave me some stuff to read. 
So great point, Maria. Absolutely. Uh, Mary in Manhattan. Mary, hi. Are you there? Hi. Yes, hi. Yeah. Uh, yes? Oh, to continue on that, I can hear you on another line. I don't know why. Anyway, um, there's a very interesting story about a man who was a layman. He went to uh, Italy, to Loretto, to uh, do penance. He became known as a hermit of Loretto. All right. And in the 1980s, he... Uh, met an American who had heard about him and wanted to visit him. He told this American doctor by the name of Curran. Oh, my God. What are you talking a... about? I'm sorry. But what, what this? Is... Sorry. It's a story. All right. Well, cut to the chase. I, I, Mount Loretto, I don't know what's going on. What, ha- what, is, what happened? The playboy, the playboy, Donald Trump, would bring America back to God. Who said that? And this this. Hermit in Loretto. How do you know that? How do we know that? Pardon me? It's documented. It's um, in the Catholic world. Documented where? How? It's that, there's a priest, uh, I forget his name, who has made oh, a whole documentary. You're, you're rock it. solid on this story. I am rock solid. Now, I wasn't <laughs> rock solid when I said that what's his name was a Nobel Prize winner. So my credibility what? could go out the yeah, window. Yeah, which was that? Knew. What was that? Yeah, that's right. You were wrong about that, right? Yes. I was very um, I vicious. I was very people. vicious and direct in pointing that out. I'm, I apologize. All right. So, so some guy in the 1980s said that Trump would be president. Is that it? it wasn't some guy? Let me tell you because I know he, he was the wrote, hermit of Loretto. He put, no, he put together a book called the Pieta, which is a very renowned book in the Catholic world. It's a book of prayers, and he sold. He didn't sell. Ten million copies were sold. All right, so in that book is where the prediction is that Trump is going to no, be. No, no, it's not in that well, book. Well, that's not. Know, it's, it's not as impressive. Then. Anyway, it's not as it impressive. Up. I'm sorry. Look, in the 1980s, everybody was talking about Trump for president. Did you know people were talking about Trump for president before he was even old enough to be president? Did you know that? There's an oh, interview. Yes, he has 30, you know he's 30 years old. He's 30 years old. And Rona Barrett asked him, do you want to be president? It goes into great detail. All right, Mary, thank you very much. Let's just uh, – oh, Robert has been on hold for a long time. Robert in Suffolk County, hi. Hi, Greg. Uh, John Fetterman, he is not able to discharge the duties of his office. Yeah, it looks that why way. Is, why is nobody being – outraged and trying ah, to, people are uh, outraged people are outraged people are outraged about everything i mean they are they are uh the fake news though they cover for him i don't know i don't know it is kind of a thing let's face it though you don't have to do all that much as a senator you know what do you really have to do i mean i don't even think you have to show up technically you can skip votes all you want you're elected that's it i don't what is the process for removing a senator i think you got to be impeached there's no way to uh you're not rendered mentally unfit. So anyway, Robert, if you want to find people mad about it, and hell, I'm mad about it. Uh, they're all over the place. He should be replaced. But you know, we're not going to get anybody better. It's going to be another lunatic Democrat, some guy named Shapiro, Josh Shapiro, Democrat governor of Pennsylvania. The decision will be up to him. He he appoints the, the interim senator, and then there's an election. But he, the people should want someone who... Has more than a pulse. All right, calm down. I know. It's, I, I agree. I do agree. But I, I don't want you to uh, – let's not get worked up too much. Uh, Ed in Garden City. Ed, yes. Oh, Garden City. Where in Garden City again? Greg, well, well I was born there. I was born at Roslyn Hospital, so I don't remember it, but it was the northern part. Roslyn Hospital. Uh, Wait, where in – it says Ed, Garden City. Are you in Garden City right now? 
Not, no, I'm on Long Island. Now I'm in, now I'm in uh, North Babylon. Uh, and uh, please thank God the Chinese don't buy the Garden City Hotel like they bought the Waldorf, Greg. I have to comment on your sense of humor. You do great impressions. Uh, to the chopper. I want to hear your Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I love the L&T takeoffs, the adrenaline of it. And I'm a January 6th alumni. Wait, the L&T um, takeoff? What's that? Yeah, I'll, I'll take off and landing. L&T? Well, TNL, I abbreviated takeoffs and landings. I've, uh, oh yeah, I've done them before. But I, I'm a, I'm a January 6th alumni, and what? Proud boys. Did you what? go? Did you go inside the Capitol? No, Greg. No. Well, the only thing I would do is go behind a barrier that a policeman was down on and help him up. Oh, good for uh, you. Good for you. Great respect for them. But these guys, the Proud Boys, were nice kids. One guy, Brian. Although he asked me. Hey, listen, I got to go. They lied so much about the Proud Boys. They're not white supremacists. Thank you, Ed. And I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 10. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.